Okay, so yesterday was parent-teacher conferences. So how'd that go? First of all, I'm very <laughs> proud. <laughs> oh, my son struggled with biology last mm-hmm. semester. So last semester's parent-teacher conferences, biology was like the big discussion, how we're going to support him, how can we help him, blah, 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 blah. This quarter we come in and he's pulling an 88 percent. He has figured the stuff out. He has figured out his life around biology. And so it was just such a celebratory opportunity, just his progress. And we see the changes he's implemented, the things that he's had to learn about himself as far as preparation and how he needs to study. So he's, he's doing it. And we were just so proud of him. So um, both of them, you know, both of them are killing it. They're doing great. Um, it's a new school, um, very rigorous program. They transitioned from homeschool into this community. Um, my son had it the hardest because he was not transitioning from a grade school level. He was transitioning at the middle school level. He's now in high school and just not only transitioning from homeschool to school he was transitioning into changing classes six different teachers learning learning you know all of their styles and figuring out what they need and how he needs to turn it in and then on top of that the how he had to level up academically in order to keep up in this community so he had a lot thrown at him at one time and he is I can I can tell that he's getting his rhythm you can tell that he's like okay I I think I figured some things out I think I understand Mm -hmm. what it's going to take you know so and he wants to perform well so that's already half the battle I want he wants to do well academically so kudos to him so my daughter she's I had I knew she was going to go in and kill it I just knew because of who she is you know (laughs) I just knew. And so she's only in sixth grade. So she doesn't have it anywhere near as hard as her brother, but she's, she's literally killing it. Like almost straight A's. Um, I think she has two B's right now. And um, the teacher just couldn't have, he didn't have, he couldn't say more. He has so many good things to say about her. She's kind and friendly. Um, And he was like, she understands the reading material that was like a big deal for him because it's yeah. the school that they go to it's um very socratic learning um style which means they do a lot of discussion around their reading materials and they read very challenging um um books and they're reading this particular book and he's like the boys are like just not in it and he's like they're like this is stupid you know they're just like <laughs> it's very boy <laughs> and they're like pulling the class oh. who likes this book and kendall's like I love it. You know, and he's like, that's my girl because she, he says she understands it. Her reading comprehension scores are like out of the roof, but it's because she loves reading and she loves, um, she loves challenging material because she likes, she just Mm. loves the stories. She loves it. And so he was like, but there's just one little thing. (laughs) He's like, I just got one, one thing. And I was like, we were being like, what is he about to tell us? What is he? My heart stopped like, I'm like, what is he about to say? And he was like, it's the handwriting. And when he said it, girl, I was like, I ain't got nothing for you. I, I, when he said it, I just nodded my head like, okay, yeah, if he's got one thing and that sure enough is the thing. Her handwriting is horrible. So bad. So bad. I mean, she can type those wonderful papers. It's so no. She Kelly, can type her homework. So <laughs> bad. And she can type on the whiteboard. In homeschooling, <laughs> I would. There were times where I would just erase the entire wow. assignment and tell her write it over. What the world? Nobody can read this. Nobody oh. can read this, and she oh. does not care. It's just chicken scratch. It's so horrible. Her H's and her N's, they look exactly the same. Exactly the same. And so I'm like, so when he said that, I was like, dude, man, dude, I'm going to have to pass this on to you. I don't really know. (laughs) This is a parent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the parent. I can handle all the other issues that you throw at me regarding this child. Yeah. You see, she's well-behaved. Yes. Handwriting teacher. Exactly. (laughs) I don't got you on the handwriting. I don't have you on the handwriting. And I'm like, I told him, I I literally said this, I'll pray. I told him that. (gasps) I said, I will pray. I said, but maybe if you start penalizing her, sir, 
I said, because oh, she oh. will write well for you before she'll write well for me. So, because I'm like, if you can't read it, just mark it wrong. Just mark it wrong. And he and he basically said, that's kind of where I am with not just her, with all of my students. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. read it. Or if I got to bring my wife in to translate, <laughs> he said, that's the that's the standard. He was like, if I have to go to my wife and ask if, if she can read it, I know I just got to mark it wrong. And I'm like, yeah, that's let, fair. Her, let her feel it on the points because she she don't like not getting not her get that, yeah I said I can't help you sir I really when he said it it was like dude dude that I've that had is... her for I've homeschooled her since k4 mm. handwriting <laughs> is horrible actually she wrote better in k4 in kindergarten than she does now because she was learning to write and so okay. she knew she everything was perfect and everything was you know exactly the way it's supposed to look but once she got older and just decided she didn't care she wanted to get her thoughts out (laughs) but you know what you said something that really helped me and we I don't even know if it's on topic but you were talking about just how um how your son was transitioning from homeschool to to their current school and just all the different transitions that hit or the different changes Mm -hmm. that hit for him and I'm like man it's really kind of changing the way I need to deal with my oldest because there was a lot that came at him. And I'm just thinking, bro, why can't we get it together? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? In life, that's just kind of how it is. Like yes. in their 12-year-old, 13-year-old minds, they have to process all of this too. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I don't know, listening to you say that, I was just thinking, hmm, I need yeah. to make some adjustments and how and showing him how to, you know, balance as we're talking about and yep. to prioritize and and things like that. And I know that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to balance it all. Many times as as adults, we have so much coming at us and we're just kind of a mess and we want to, or like, like I tell my son, if all those things are important, figure out the the one thing that's most important, do that thing first. This morning, he didn't do his homework last night. So this morning I was like, bro, you need to get your homework done. I said, get dressed so that we, we, we can walk out the door and get your homework. And he spent about 10 minutes brushing his hair. And I said, is your homework finished? He was like, no, he was doing the getting ready part. Mm -hmm. I said, brushing your hair is important. Your homework is important. Which one is most important? He said, my homework, son, that's what you do first. He was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, but just even having to walk him through it, because when we have so much coming at us, everything seems big everything seems important and so yeah but here yep. you talk about transitioning the kids I'm like I had to transition myself as an adult I need to be more gracious to my kids yes um, and life is hitting them too mm-hmm. and that's yeah. exactly how we've had to approach it you're gonna we're gonna yeah. prioritize what's yeah. most important to focus on what's most important to improve we're gonna get that under control we're gonna move on to the next thing which is what we're about to talk about <laughs> ladies yes Balancing it all. I get this question all the time. I, I'm talking about my kids. Y'all, I have five kids and they're like, it, it's none of them are multiples. So right now they're 13, 12, 10, nine, and almost eight. Um, and so when people see me with all of my kids, whether they know me or they don't, everyone, I always get, how do you do it all? How do you do it? And I'm thinking, how do I do what you just see my kids they got shoes on their feet and I look like I have a little bit of sense about myself and you think I got it together (laughs) but I I think they're just trying to figure out like and they say you make it look so easy and I'm like it's it's not that I get to do it all but it's learning to do the thing that I need to do in that moment to Mm. do it well so yeah yeah go ahead that's what we're going to talk about today ladies we're going to talk about what it really means to balance it all. All right, let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Moms Call to More podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, founder of Refresh Moms and business coach with the Moms Call to More membership community, where Kelly and I help moms create financial fulfillment and freedom while keeping God first in their business. And I'm Kelly Reese, founder of and speaker with Ministry and Mothering, where I help moms replace anxiety and guilt with fulfillment and joy by breathing biblical truth into everyday realities. We've come together to provide support to other moms that feel God calling them into more, whether you're a writer, speaker, minister, pastor, blogger, product or service creator, or anything in between. 
Our hope is that you hear something that inspires you and pushes you a little further in your purpose and in your parenting. We pray that you are encouraged by the truth, empowered by the sisterhood, and enabled with the tools you need to move you and your business forward. Get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's jump right in. Here we go. So I mentioned in the intro that one of the number one questions I'm often asked um, or the main topic that I'm requested to speak about is the idea of balancing it all. And I, I got to tell you, uh, the truth is my ability to balance it all um, is not found in just, you know, just doing all the things, but rather it's, I, I like to tell people like this, the key to living a balanced life is to live a life of overflow rather than overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like it's, it's overwhelm is something that we're all very much acquainted with, but mm-hmm. overflow, just really understanding that oh, it overflow is basically giving from your excess rather than your intake and mm-hmm. living from that, as opposed to just living this life of overwhelm. It's the number one thing my entrepreneurs say they struggle mm. with. Yeah. So like I have this little questionnaire. Um, it's not questionnaire, but you know, when you join the Facebook groups, sometimes there's like questions that people like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes they're pre-qualified. These are not pre-qualified for me. They're just pieces of information that I'm interested in gathering just to kind of get where people are. And one of the questions are, what is the number one business thing you're struggling with right now? And the top answer is always some form of time management, balancing mm-hmm. it all, you know, it's, it's some form of that. That's one of the number one answers. And so I quickly learned in my business that I needed to provide a solution for that because there was a way I was doing it. There's a way that I managed my time. I came from running my business, definitely not out of the overflow. I was definitely running my business in the overwhelm Mm -hmm. every single day when I was doing my nonprofit, it was never in the overflow. (laughs) And and now I knew going into this season, because when I started Refresh Moms, I was homeschooling both of my kids. I knew that there was no way I could maintain my homeschooling schedule and standard and run a business without figuring this out. And so I figured it out for myself, not thinking that other women struggled with this when I started Refresh Moms. I just never thought that what I figured out for myself could be taught to other people. (laughs) And so when I started seeing that that problem was, and it took me, gosh, I don't know how long I was in Refresh Moms before I decided I need to create something to help (laughs) women do this. I need to take what I do and start teaching it and make it a part of my coaching. Yeah. I minimized it so much because I thought it was just me. It's just me. This mm-hmm. is what I had to do to figure out my life. So now I, I, I literally teach it in many parts of my business. I'm teaching about time management and living um, balanced yeah. uh, lifestyle. But anyway. I was going to say, you know, even with moms, period, when you see someone who's tired or stressed out or how's it going, that's what we hear is I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed. And so that's why I I began to pick up when people were asking me, how do you do it all? Basically what Kelly, what I'm seeing from you is not overwhelmed. How do you do that thing? You know, they're probably seeing more peace. They're probably seeing more contentment. Yes. But that doesn't mean that you have every single ball in the air. That's the exception. The deception is is (laughs) you're looking like that because you have all the things taken care of. That is not why we look that way. That is, that is absolutely, it's the absolute opposite. The opposite, we don't have all the balls in the air, which is allowing us to live a contented, peaceful life. Um, The way I define, I shouldn't even say um, define balance because I really feel like realistically there's there's not balance it's a misnomer i'm yeah. so glad you said that because that's i when i teach this i that's the first thing i say i'm like this is called living a balanced life but to me that's a misnomer mm-hmm. because when i'm balancing something the thing on the left side is going to weigh the th- same as the thing on the right and there's nothing that's going to weigh the same amount as my children mm-hmm. there's nothing that's going to amount to the 
the weight of my marriage. And so it's not that we, so we need to kind of get that idea. I'm so glad you said that, Mm -hmm. clarified that it's not about balancing this little bit of work, a little bit of home, but rather I like to think of it in terms of alignment. And when I'm aligned, I've got a posture that's, you know, that is straightened up. You think about a car that's yeah. correctly aligned, that is the way it's supposed to feel mm-hmm. or sit and ride. And the way to be aligned is to have that heaviest weighted thing at the bottom, you know, and to really build your life up on that. Oh, goal. wow. The moment I'm trying to make my work, you know, balance with my exercise, balance with my kids' homework. I lose it. I'm like yeah. my child in the mirror trying to brush my hair for 10 minutes when it's the homework where I need right. to do my time. So. I like to describe it as balance being less about giving every part of your life equal attention, and more about making room for the parts of your life that matter the most. Ooh. That's what I that's like my Ooh. that's what I've had to use to describe it to people. It's not like fitness gets this, my faith gets this, my husband gets this piece. And you look at it like a pie chart and you're looking to divide that evenly. That's not, and depending on the season of your life, some things fall off the chart completely. Right. Some things are just not for a particular season in your life. So right now I don't have to be heavily involved in the care of aging parents. Let's, let's just hope that I never have to be. Mm-hmm. But when my mom had a stroke a couple years ago, there were some things that had to fall off my priority mm-hmm. for a season in order for me to be present and a part of her care team when she was in recovery. It just, you, you just can't look at life feeling like I need, it's a juggling act because it's not a juggling act. Sometimes your children are going to need more from you emotionally. We're going to talk a little bit about some of this because emotionally, emotional overwhelm is where I spend a lot of time um, having to deal with. I shouldn't say a lot of time. That's where I find the most overwhelm, not with my time anymore, but with emotion and mental capacity. That's kind of where I live, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the um, episode, but just figuring out what needs the, what is calling for most of your time right now and making sure your life is aligned in a way that makes room for what needs to be prioritized. So, you know what, what you just said, figuring out what needs, you know, the most attention. Some of us are so busy, so tired, mm-hmm. so overextended. We don't stop to do that very thing. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure it out as we go, but actually pausing to figure out, you know, I just, I love the way you said that. What's the most important thing right mm-hmm. now? And how am I going to feed it? Mm. Because if I'm trying to do, if I'm trying to figure out like, I, I, I say it like this, we're overwhelmed people trying to live this life of overflow. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I've, at some point I have to stop. I, I don't know if anybody's uh, Enneagram person, but I'm a three. So I'm an achiever and that achiever um, is known for being a workaholic. And so I said, oh, that's not me. I can leave my work at the office, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that person. But then I thought, Ooh, but it is me mm-hmm. because I, I will keep going yeah. until like, until the job is done, I may leave. And I'm saying office just metaphorically, but it's still in my mind and I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. And I, and there are, there have been plenty of times, particularly within the past few weeks where I have felt God telling me, stop, feel this, figure it out what you need to focus on right now. And so just in my natural um, bend and my personality, I'm one to keep going. People like me, you have to say, stop and identify the most important thing. Because mm. if somebody doesn't stop me, if the Lord doesn't stop me or my husband <laughs> doesn't stop me, I'll keep going in my overwhelm and looking for this life of overflow. But it's just what you said, just figure out that thing mm-hmm. and then go for it and be okay with, putting a pause button on the other parts that are simply just not a priority for yes. this season. Yes. You know, they don't disappear, but it's right. just like this season. You yeah. Know? So, you I mean, have I'm a way of describing one. the overflow and the overwhelm. Can you go a little bit deeper in how you explain what those Absolutely. mean? Sure. So when we live a life of overflow, um, I like to define it as giving from your excess rather than your intake. That's Mm -hmm. just the regular 
what the lovely definition, the pretty mm-hmm. version. So I break it down. <laughs> like um, one of the most common phrases that we hear is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, well, how can I actually fill my cup? And I think, and I have to identify areas or spaces spiritually that fill me up, mm-hmm. physically that fill me up, emotionally, and do those things that fill me up. And what I mean by fill me up, but for lack of better terms, make me feel complete. You know, those things that hit those heartstrings and yes. those just different parts. And once I am full, you begin to overflow. And I'm what people get from me is not an, an a depleted person, but one who I'm, I'm already full, you know, spiritually and physically and mentally and all that. So when I'm serving you, I'm not serving you from my from being tired and I'm yeah. not serving you from out of obligation or I'm not overcommitted, but my service to you is pure because I've already been filled up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's 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 oftentimes difficult or you have to be pretty intentional about living that way. Yeah. You know, and it's just um, and knowing what those things are. And it is yes. not like okay, so it's not like this either. It's not like Okay, so you identify what fills you up, okay, which is the first step. You got to know what fills you up in order to be intentional about putting them in your life in the first place. Right. But even after you figure out what those things are, it's not like you go do them and and then you say, now I'm in the overflow. I'm going to do this and now I'm in the overflow. (laughs) It's like you just got to make sure they're there. Yes. You just got to make sure they're there. Yeah. So, like, there's certain ways that I worship that I, actually spent like a lot of last year trying to figure out why was I frustrated with the way I was experiencing worship. And it, it just turned out being, I just needed a different medium of doing it. I needed small groups. Mm -hmm. I needed to insert myself into a small group. Right. And so knowing that it's like, okay, I got to make sure small groups are happening in my life on a consistent basis, but it's not like I'm going to go to small group. I'm going to get filled up. And then I'm going to go live out of the overflow. No, just (laughs) insert it. I'm working out physically moving my body as much as I don't like going. Cause I don't like going, I don't sit there and be like, Ooh, I'm going to orange theory today. I don't get excited about going to orange theory. Matter of fact, orange theory kicks my tail just about every time (laughs) I go. But I know it's necessary in order mm-hmm. for me to live in a life of overflow. So it's not like you're checking boxes. I don't want you right. guys to approach filling your cup with as a list of boxes to check off. You just know whatever those things are, I know I need to do, I need to be nurturing my spiritual walk, my faith walk. I know that needs to be happening. I know I need to be nurturing the creative parts of me. And I, and when I say creative parts, I'm even, for me, I need creative outlets outside of my work. One of my creative outlets is my business is refresh moms, but mm-hmm. I need things that have absolutely nothing to do with refresh moms that allow me to be creative and yes. even figuring out what those things are. Recently I've learned, I like making wooden decor signs. And so now I'm like, that just has to be like at least once a quarter, I need to go mm-hmm. make some wooden decor sign for my house because I, and bring a friend and bring a bottle of wine and bring some cheese and crackers or whatever the <laughs> things are. And it's like that, just that evening of connecting with a friend and talking and creating with my hands and painting and sanding and um, staining the board, you know, all of that is just, it, it yeah. feels, I can't tell you why it fills me up. I probably need to yeah. know my Enneagram. I don't know my Enneagram. Probably need, <laughs> if I understood my Enneagram, I could probably tell you. You're probably, okay, a, well, you're probably a one or a three, but we'll I'm, I digress. I, hearing that, <laughs> hearing the description of the three makes me feel like I'm probably close to a three, but anyway, yeah. um, but filling your cup is not, hear me, ladies, is not making a list and checking things off to make sure you're doing no. them. Just mm-hmm. know what you need and then make prioritized decisions on making sure those things are present so that you can be in a constant rhythm of pouring in. And that's the thing. There's rhythm. Mm-hmm. There is rhythm. And if I want to be my best self to live out all the, the things that I've identified are important for that season, I've got to find that rhythm. I love the way you said it. It's not the list of, of do's and don'ts, or I've got to check this off because to me that I don't feel rhythm. I feel rigid. 
Mm. You know, like I'm, I'm stuck. But I know in order for me to be my best self, I've got to spend time in the word. Then I need to prioritize that and get up and get in the word. Mm-hmm. I know that when I'm frustrated, um, literally with the cares of life of the five children or the one in the homework that being outdoors helps me. Yes. I've got to step outside for five minutes and breathe. Yes. Like some of these things are not actually none of it's really rocket science. It's like, what are those things that help me be my best self mm. and just pour into it? And so that when I'm giving to others, that's really what we're talking about with that overflow. It's yes. just a very spiritual. I don't even know if it's spiritual. <laughs> it, I believe it is spiritual. I'm trying I to believe mean the word spiritual. itself. Oh, but yeah. So I'm like, I don't, the word, yeah. um, but just of really living out who we are designed and created to be. Mm. And yeah, checks and stuff, they, they, yeah, they stress me out. No, <laughs> and if you happen to be a check I feel like box, if I, if I don't make it, sorry, right. yeah, but you check mark people. That's great. Because yeah. threes are often check, check marks. Yeah. Um, but what it does to me when I don't meet it, it's like, you know, so I've, I've got to make sure. You feel like you're falling short all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah. Whereas there was a time in my life where that was very motivating. So it was, it's, it's, it's season. It could just be because now I'm in my forties. Now I'm like, ain't no check box on run me. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But whatever it is, because we're different types of people. We are, you know, there are things that, that motivate me that might not motivate you or something that might feed my soul that you couldn't care less. Girl, you put me in some wooden boxes. I mean, I mean, you're not in a wooden box, (laughs) but (laughs) don't, don't put me in a coffin. But just the, <laughs> the creative part, <laughs> you don't put me in a wooden box. But when uh, like friends of mine, they love like that creative piece that you do. Yes. And that's not, that's not me. And so I would be in there like, is mine good enough? Is mine, you know, but that's you know what? Find Wait. out what it is for you. Go rabbit ahead. trail, rabbit trail. So <laughs> that's how I am with the paint and sips. So really? And I love sips, Right. But that's, I couldn't understand. He said paint and sip. I sip and paint. Go yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, I couldn't understand because I thought that that is like a natural, I naturally should enjoy that because I love to create. And I would go to these dang on paint and sips. <laughs> you didn't enjoy it? And be stressed the entire time because I'm trying to get my picture to look like the model's picture and then like mine don't look like that and they would say things like you know you just have to flow with your own yeah come out organically you know and they would try to appease me and there's something in my personality that says absolutely not if I'm gonna hang this anywhere (laughs) in my house it needs to look really close to the one you have and I just like I don't why don't I enjoy these I think I should I think I should enjoy these, but I don't. And so then I had yeah. the experience of the um, the wooden signs. And that was very accidental. I, I, I came yeah. across them on Instagram and reached out to them. And they invited me to a class. And I went. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Give me I the sander, it. dang it. Let me sand this with... <laughs> where is the stains give me the stain I'm about to stain this board I'm girl I loved all of it I'm like I am all about the wooden decor signs and I'm like (laughs) this is my paint and sip this is my version of paint and sip and so anyway that's just a rabbit trail I don't know that is hilarious but after you come home or after you've done the five minutes outside or after you've done all that just for me at least I can say I'm in a better position to then serve my family yeah yeah. Because, and that's usually where my, some of my frustration is. And so I've now put in a better position to do the thing. Or if I, if my brain is freezing, I'm trying to write a blog post. I feel like I've got writer's block and I, I usually take two laps around our block and I come back in and I feel like now I'm in a better position to write or whatever it is to make you your best self, mm-hmm. like doing that thing. That's what we're really talking about with overflow. Um, and it, it doesn't, we don't have to spend much time talking about overwhelm because some of us could just rattle off what that looks like. You know, we're frustrated or feeling like we're not good enough or we're, that we'll never measure up or there's so much, I don't know what to do. And then still trying to do all the things. And so you have indicators though. What are some of the things yeah. that you um, talk about that can 
let us know that we are experiencing some overwhelm somewhere because you have you you have some things for us to look out for. I think are great. Can you talk about them? You said um, they're marked by like frustration. What are some of those things that we can say? Okay, I'm I'm crossing over. I'm I'm leaving the overflow. I'm, yeah. I'm crossing over. It's an overwhelm. <laughs> this is what I found in my life. Um, definitely the frustration, anxiety, anxiety, um, and just when seemingly small things take me from zero to 10 Mm. and I just dwell on it. That's when I can realize, I realize that I am overwhelmed, Mm. you know, um, when I am exhausted, just like my kids, they ask me something. I I can't, I will say stuff like, I can't think about that right now. Like that's me exit. (laughs) I just stop it. I can't, it's like a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I just can't. And That's I put that sense. hand up. Yep. My <laughs> hand goes up. I can't. I can't, y'all. I, I just can't. And then and then I feel bad. So there's some guilt in there. Um, the comparison piece, mm-hmm. because my mess looks so incredibly messy, especially against that masterpiece you just created. And I'm sitting here with my mess. And I'm like, why can't I get it together? She has it together. She has kids too. You know, and just all those pieces and why don't my Instagram why don't my why don't only 17 people like my Instagram post but 1700 liked so and so's there it is that's also another place it can be a place of overwhelm and in all these places if I can put it like this I have found that when I am feeling overwhelmed it's because I have it's been a poor use of my time Mm. you know, in some sort of way. So I'm overwhelmed with all these things to do because I didn't prioritize this or I'm overwhelmed with the amount of work that I have because I have procrastinated so much. And I know people have different reasons for being overwhelmed, but I know for myself, it usually points back to a poor use of time. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. So I like to think of that aligned life or a life that, excuse me, where that most important thing is and just having that rhythm. I, I like to keep the rhythm of, I say, prone, prioritize, produce. Basically prone, I'm cutting away the things that don't need to be in my life in that season. Okay, so I, we talked about that. I'm identifying those things, cutting those away, taking the stuff that's left and prioritizing or giving proper weight to the thing that to the things that matter and most, giving them the most mm-hmm. amount of weight, prioritizing those and then producing what it is I'm supposed to be producing. So it, it, it's just a constant flow of in this season, what needs to be cut, what I have left, how do I, how do I prioritize it? And then I produce whatever the desired result is. And what I've learned is that even in producing whatever it is, that's going to lead to more pruning. Mm-hmm. So it's just a constant rhythm of just going prune, prioritize, produce. And so when I start feeling like yesterday, let me just tell y'all yesterday, (laughs) feeling like I just can't. My first thought is, girl, what needs to go? Yeah. Because if you feel like you can't, that means there's some stuff on here that's not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's usually one of those indicators for me, just feeling overwhelmed. I say, I know I've mismanaged some time somewhere and what is it that needs to go? And just, you know, kind of, I, I go from there. Yeah. And I want you to, um, before we end, I want us to kind of leave some practical tips. Yeah. Um, share yeah. kind of some of the things that we do to, um, because it's not like we're not, um, we're not gurus with <laughs> time management and balancing our time. We, we struggle with these same things, but there are things that we have in place that help us work through, um, periods of overwhelm and, you know, all the different things that she named the, um, anxiety, things of that nature. But I'm really good with time management though. I have to say that's just, just a natural administrative gift. I don't even know if I can actually call it a gift. It's just a skill set I have. Mm-hmm. It's a skill set I have to be able to look at the time that I'm working with and, um, a, you know, not a sign, but, but understand the flow of the day, the flow of the week. I'm just, I'm not really good at doing it for like a month or a larger period of time, but mm-hmm. I'm really good at the daily and weekly look at things. Um, so I don't really experience a lot of overwhelm in regards to that, but 
Um, where I struggle is with emotional and mental mm. overwhelm. I think, I mean, I don't, there was a time where I struggled with overcommitment and overfunctioning. Ditto. <laughs> I've matured out of it. I've, I've learned a few things. I've gotten older. I, I just say 40 let, did it for me. I said, yeah. I, I don't know when I can't even match it to a date, <laughs> but um, I'm better. There was a yeah. time where I, yeah. I was the martyr for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends in my life right now that are in their forties that I look at their life and I'm like, man, you need to sit down with me and let me help you let some things go. So, you know, I don't yeah. know if it came with me being 40, but I got some 40, 50 plus people in my life that need to sit their tails down. <laughs> Sarah, they need to listen to this yeah. podcast, but Anyway, so my periods of overwhelm mostly come from my inability to let things go that are, that I've set out to complete. So I can mm. forecast the day, I can forecast what I want to get done and the task, and it's not like I'm not necessarily over over um what what's what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not necessarily over scheduling myself or um overshooting what I think can be accomplished. No, I'm, I'm talking about realistic task list. Okay. Realistic. I can, I should be able to get this done. Yeah. The fact that I know that they're realistic. If I don't get the realistic plan done, I'm like that Enneagram three that you described. I will bite onto that thing like a <laughs> bulldog. Yeah. Pitbull, whoever the ones that bite and don't let go. Whatever they bite. Yes. And I'm <laughs> like, I can't put the laptop down yeah. until yeah. I can cross this off. And mm-hmm. so I've had to learn or I've had to create and nurture. I'm still nurturing the ability to assess. This ain't going to get done today. And you mm-hmm. got to be okay. And be okay letting this with go. it. That's where I, like I the way you said you nurturing that because yes. I think that's where I am nurturing what to do when you didn't get it done mm-hmm. and the fact that it's okay. I happen to be married to somebody who's good at that, and so he doesn't. He's just like Kelly, let it go. Yeah, I can't let right. it go. And he's just like, and he's always in my ear. You got to let it go. There's nothing you can do. like. You, I've got someone helping me nurture that, but there is that sense of. When I don't, when I can't get my hands on it physically, mentally, I've got to also be able to yeah. release. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so that's something I'm learning to do. I'm I'm better at it, but it's, I'm telling you, if, I, if I'm going to find overwhelm anywhere, it's in the ability to um, be okay with things that I set out to accomplish or things, you know, yeah. and like I said, set out to accomplish and what I thought was a reasonable expectation to be able to accomplish it. Yeah. And it doesn't get done. Something in me like says, no, that you said you're going to finish up to this point today. You said not, there's probably some value in that work ethic somewhere, but there are times where it's like, girl, it is eight o'clock. Yeah. Would, have you sat down and looked into your child's eye today or whatever those yeah. things, have you even, you know, connected with Eddie or whatever has dinner even been started <laughs> I've, not, I've had days where the whole house is hungry because I'm like I gotta get this done and Me I will too. do dinner <laughs> when this is That's done like, <sighs> and we're pushing 8 p.m and people are like making cereal yeah because they're like apparently she ain't gonna cook ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. and so that's where yeah. I struggle with it um like mm-hmm. I like I said I, I'm, I'm better um, another place that I find overwhelm and some of you, some of our listeners may be able to relate to this is when, um, I have to do a task that like a task that I have to do that I'm not very fond of doing. Yep. See, I procrastinate that stuff and then I end up overwhelmed. Well, definitely <laughs> because the procrastination my piece, <laughs> definitely the procrastination mm-hmm. piece, but anything technical. Anything I got to figure out technical, and usually that's with my business because anything that has to be figured out technical outside of my business, I don't even handle that as my husband um, or financial. Those mm-hmm. two areas, I just don't like dealing with them. And so usually the financial and I did, I've handed off all the financial stuff for my business to my husband, thank God. Mm-hmm. But we still have to handle the household finances. And so we meet over that 
we try to meet on a regular basis, at least once a month, have a really good discussion and forecast, you know, what's going on for the mm-hmm. next month or the next couple of pay periods or whatever, and circle back to whatever our goals are. You know, we try to keep a regular rhythm, but because historically those have been stressful meetings okay. and not even there might not be any reason for them to be stressful, but because they're dealing with money and managing it and making decisions for some reason, that is a very stressful thing for me. I don't think my husband deals with it the same way, but many, I think part of it that's stressful is if sometimes we disagree on the direction to go. And sometimes we're not on the same page as far as how to allocate funds and, you know, just, and it's like, it becomes a thing. It becomes intense. It becomes sometimes a fight. And I'm like, I don't really welcome those periods of time in my life. And so what I've had to do when I know I have to deal with something, another area that I procrastinate or I don't do well at is anytime I have to purge and clean an area like a closet or like my desk right now needs a complete set of attention. I mean, complete set of attention. My desk needs it. I need to organize it. I need to file things. I need to put, um, make some organization around my office space. And what I have found that has helped is if I know I have one of those things coming up that I have to allocate time to, girl, I put so much margin around those. It'd be like, so like, let's say I want to clean my desk. I'll be like, the only thing I'm doing today is cleaning my desk. Deanna, that, that nugget right there has changed my life. Yes. Padding that time instead of thinking, I'm going to do this. In fact, one of the things I'm most excited about today is I've got one item to yes. do and the rest of it. And I said, you know, what makes me feel great about today is that, <laughs> and it's just that. Mm-hmm. Cause I you was, have margin in your day. Yeah. Margin is key. Margin. Is, man. <laughs> it has saved my Ooh. budgeting life. Like, so me and my husband, I told him I can't have on the fly discussions about budget. That is just one of the, that's one of the top 10 shoot, top five shoot, top three stressors <laughs> in my life yeah. is talking to him about money. And so he's always in the money management space in his head. He's always mm. in the Excel spreadsheet, updating things and keeping things on track. God bless him. I, I know that's a service to our family. He makes sure that we got grocery money when I'm ready to Instacart my life. Right. And so, <laughs> but there are times where he has spending questions. Deanna, uh, I saw that you went to target or I saw, you know, where, sh- where does that fall in the budget? What was that for? You know, he's not challenging the expenditure. He's just trying to get clarity. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that leads into, you know, follow-up questions. And I'd be like, dude, just not in that space right now. <laughs> I am not in that space. And I know you are. And I can't, you're going to, you're going to take me somewhere I want to be. And so I've had to tell him when we can have those discussions. And so mm-hmm. when I can forecast when those discussions are happening, I can say, okay, Eddie and I are going to get up on a Saturday morning and I'm going to make sure I have a, a tasty breakfast. I'm going to have my coffee. Yeah. I'm going to put on my Those things fuzzy that fill you socks. Up. Yes. The socks and the coffee. All of that. We're Touching going all to, those. Yes. yes. We're going to, I'm going to get a fuzzy blanket and we're going to lay across the couch and I'm going to sit and spend whatever time Eddie needs with me to handle this. But I'm like, I need forecasting and margin in order for that to not be an overwhelming thing. So I guess the tip I'm it. saying is yeah, when you're realizing those things that bring you into that area of overwhelm or de- are, are definitely about to pull from your overflow. <laughs> there you go. See if there are things that you can do to make that. Cause it's not, I can't decide I'm not doing it. That's not going to happen. Not for these things. There's some things I can delegate some things I don't have to do. But the yeah. things that I have to touch, things that I have to do that I don't like, and there are a few, I have to look to see how can I make this the most overflowing experience Ooh. possible in order for me to prioritize it and give it its proper weight. All right. Yeah. So yeah. as we close, let's go ahead yeah. and talk about some practical tips um, to create balance in our lives while we are trying to. Yeah. Uh, love our family, love our God, and 
run these dang businesses. <laughs> what are some things you do, Kelly? That just practical takeaways. Yeah, my I've got two. One, mm-hmm. I do a brain dump. Oh, I write it. I write it all out. Mm-hmm. I, I write it all out. Um, in moments when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just write it out, and even before it. So just to kind of stay ahead of the game. Hey, here's what needs to happen. So taking a moment to just take everything that is swirling and just writing it down and and it being a blob. So like, I have to be okay with that too. Mm. Um, and the other part, uh, another practical tip that I need for myself is I set timers. Oh. So that, that keeps me moving. Um, those, those life taking <laughs> moments that you talked about where we're not exactly excited about, about doing those things. There's, there are times where I move particularly slowly or slower. Um, and I still don't accomplish it. And it's because I don't feel like it, you know, it's like, so I'm just kind of moseying through wherever I can say I need to get, cause I do the bills in our house. I'm going to spend from nine to nine 30, getting these bills done. And just knowing that's there for me is something that just helps keep mm-hmm. me going to get the thing that I don't want to get done, done. Yeah. So for me, just, I get to get it all out. And then sometimes just, you know, set a timer. Girl, that brain yeah. dump is one of mine. That is um, absolutely my number one go-to every single week in order mm. to um, try to balance it all, which we already said is not really balancing at all, but that's what we're going to call it. But that's mm. how I create a balanced rhythm is that brain dump. I do it every single week. I actually have a, a video tutorial on how you can do this. So you can download that. Um, it's in the show notes. So just go to refreshmoms.com forward slash brain dump. I'm just taking you through some quick, it's a very quick video tutorial with um, some support materials. I also have a weekly workflow planning sheet. Um, this is something I used early on when I was just trying to get a handle of how much time I had to work on my business. And this is something I um, take some of my clients through when they're not feeling like they have a good handle on their schedule. Okay. Mm. So if you're feeling like, I don't even know when I can work on my business, I don't even know when I can work in some of these things that fill my, fill my cup. The first step is identifying what, where your time is going right now. Because if you don't know what, how you're spending your time right now, you don't really know what changes to make as far as when you need to prioritize what stays and what goes. And so that, once again, is a very quick video tutorial on how to use the spreadsheet and you can download the spreadsheet. And I'm telling you, just sit down and do it once. Um, I used to do it every single week, but once I got a handle on it, I didn't need to do it every single week. So it might be a tool that you use in order to keep things Mm. moving. And it's also a great bird's eye view of what is going on in your week. So you can look at where the white space is. You can look at where the um sorry my husband's walking in and out of the room as if I'm not recording a podcast it's just so funny how nobody cares (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so if you hear the door creaking or door closing that's my husband walking in and walking out nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares but it's I'm just working here but anyway um it's a very good tool to um actually you know feel like okay I'm gonna take I'm not going to make this appointment on this day because I have all of these things happening on this day. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of margin on this day. It, it, it just, it really helps you see what the breakdown of your time really looks like. That is the jump off point. If you're feeling like you don't even know where to begin, I'm telling you, download that resource. I'm going to show you how to do an easy brain dump every week. But I'm also, if you need that extra support, I'll show you how to get an idea of where your time is going in order for you to be able to um, properly place those things on that brain dump into your week. Okay. So these are just some practical tools. You got to do something. Okay. Yes. (laughs) This is not something that's going to resolve itself. You have to be very intentional about maneuvering yourself out of overwhelm. You've got to be very intentional about staying in the overflow. You're never going to get to the point where you don't have to do this. Right. That's I don't it right care there. how and old your continues. kids are. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well, you know what? Yeah. Talk to me when the kids are out of, talk to me, you know, maybe some women that have graduated kids and they're off married somewhere. Maybe y'all can tell me, you know, what life is like on that end. I don't know. I have not experienced that, but I know raising kids and having a family, 
There's no week that I don't need to be intentional about how I'm spending Mm -hmm. my time. It just, there's, there's, it doesn't exist. So Mm -hmm. you've got to put some tools up under you in order to um, manage this part of your life. And Kelly and I are telling you, telling you, telling you, and and I know there's other ways to approach time management. There's other ways to approach uh, feeling well integrated in your life, but we're telling you what has worked for us. And we're not saying it because it sounds good. We're telling you this because we actually do this stuff. Okay. Kelly, anything else before we get off? I think that's it, huh? As she sips her water and leaves me hanging. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's it. Make time to drink water, ladies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you all, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please let us know if this episode um, served you in any way. Let us know your largest takeaway. Um, if you download that resource, I want to know. Share it in your stories. Tag us on Instagram. Tell me on um, the Moms Call to More Facebook page or on the Ministry of Mothering Facebook page. Just let us know. Connect with us. We want to yeah. um, create community with you. So please talk back to us. And that is it, you guys. Continue to keep God first as you monetize that call God has placed on your life. We love you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Mom's Call to More podcast. Listen, our podcast grows when you share it with other women just like you. Screenshot an episode that blessed you and share it on your stories. Tag us, leave a comment, rating, or review. All of it helps us grow and gets our message out there. You can find Kelly on Facebook and Instagram at Ministry and Mothering and me on Facebook at Mom's Call to More and on Instagram at the Deanna Mason. Want to include targeted prayers for your business into your morning or evening routine? Download my five daily prayers for mompreneurs in the show notes or go to refreshmoms.com forward slash prayers. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.